But I'm very thankful to be here today as we embark on a new series on the book of Acts. And, and we know this book pretty well. I know a lot of us uh, have read this book from front to back. We know uh, all the main events. So we have the resurrection and ascension of Jesus. We have the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And we also know the story of the conversion of Paul from Saul to Paul. And of course, we know the, the story of how the early church was founded and how they moved with the Holy Spirit. Today, I've titled my message, Moving with the Holy Spirit as we go through chapter 1. But perhaps before that, we'll just commit this time in prayer. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you that we get to receive your word. I pray, Lord, that your word convicts our hearts and transforms us inside out. That today is not, will not just be another service, it will not just be another message, but it will be a real conviction that, that only you can give us, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. When we began the year, I think, um, yeah, Jajan mentioned a bit about the Nehemiah, but when we began the year, we also had the Call of God series. How many of you remember that? Yeah? And we were going through about what we are called to and who we are called to, right? And then we went on to the Nehemiah series where it was focusing on rebuilding rebuilding the walls, rebuilding the, our foundations, restoring the identity. Now that we have gone through those series and we move into the, the, the book of Acts, there is a response to this call. There is a response. Why are we building our foundation? And the response is this, very simply, to proclaim the gospel wherever we go. I'm gonna, I found three, three words to help us with the message today. It's um, going to be authority, identity, mission. If you put the acronym together, it's AIM. I didn't think it, it just happened. But if you're taking notes, this is gonna be good for you. My first point is moving with authority in the Holy Spirit. And I want to read from Acts chapter 1, verse 4 to 8. If I can have it on the slide. Verse 4 to 6. On one occasion while he was eating with them, he being Jesus, he gave them this command, do not leave Jerusalem but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? Verse 7, he said to them, It is not for you to know the times or the dates the father has set by his own authority, 
but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Judea, Samaria, I forgot the other one, and to the ends of the world. See, the disciples waited in obedience for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. It was a very, very simple instruction. And all Jesus told them is wait. (laughs) But the act of waiting requires obedience. How How many times have you felt the prompting to wait for something? It requires obedience. My friends, might I suggest the obedience to do the little things leads the way to God giving us more things to do. It leads the way to having the authority to do God's work. Can you imagine if the disciples didn't wait and they just acted on their own without the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, how different things might have been You see, when, when we do things on our own strength, our own way, the way we want it, we can only do so much. Sure, we might be good at some things, but we can only do so much on our own strength. But with the Holy Spirit, we can do the impossible. There was a time when, when I, um, I joined a conference. This was a, a church conference and it was, you know, the usual stuff. And it was going towards a break after the session. And before we broke into the, the groups, the, the, the speaker just said, before you take your break and all that, how about you pray for the person next to you or around you? And you know, sometimes we just think, uh, okay, yeah, let's just do it and let's sort of get it over with. Let's just pray, right? We're Christians, so you're going to pray. But that day, for whatever the reason... I just felt this, this, this prompting my heart that I got to act on it. There was an instruction given to pray and we have to obey that instruction. Who knows, right? The speaker might have just said it to pray, but maybe God was moving someone's heart that day. So I decided to look around. I looked behind me. Um, I looked at my friend. My friend said, don't pray for me. I looked behind, there was a, there was a stranger, there was a, a, a lady, um, maybe in her 30s or 40s, and I, I just asked her, can I pray for you? And she said, yeah, sure. Um, she had a pain in her right knee, I remember. I don't know what was the exact cause of the pain, but I just said, can I pray for you? It was a very simple prayer, but as I f- finished and I said my amen, she stood up, because we were all sitting down, she stood up and almost shocked. She looked at me and I, <laughs> I was a bit shocked as well because I was thinking what happened to her. What did, I, my, <laughs> did I cause any more pain to her or something? Um, but she started stretching out her leg like, like a tiptoe, tiptoe stance. And she said, she told me the pain in her knee caused her to not be able to stretch her leg in almost a tiptoe stance. So she always had to bend her knee. Whenever she walked, there was a very, very bad, sharp pain. And it's been many years since she had this pain. 
And she said, it's gone. She said, for whatever reason, during when, you, when we were praying, there was a warmth that just filled, filled her leg from the down up. And she was okay. Immediately, she stretched. And yeah, if you want to give God praise, yeah, let's give God praise. I think that's amazing. I didn't do anything spectacular, but it was a simple instruction to just pray. And that day, God showed up for both that lady and myself. For her, she received the healing. For me, I received my faith to pray more for people. Obedience leads to the authority that only God can give us through the Holy Spirit. The other thing about having authority in the Holy Spirit is that it comes from a genuine daily relationship with God. See, the disciples spend day in, day out with Jesus. Every day. I know when we go for camp, sometimes I spend three days, two nights with some of y'all and y'all already can't stand me and I can't stand you. <laughs> but it was a day in, day out relationship from morning to night. You know, when you go to camps, you see each other in our true selves with our hairs not styled and our faces still gloomy and grumpy and hungry and cold in peace haven. But it was the daily relationship that the disciples had with Christ. And it's the same thing with us. It's when we have that closeness with Christ that when we spend every day with Him, that that genuine relationship builds that authority. You see, you can't get close to someone without spending the time with the person. You have to put in the hours. And the good thing is, with the Holy Spirit, with Jesus, He's available all the time. You don't need to book His slot. You don't need to put a Google calendar and look for His availability. He's always available. That was the relationship that built the disciples' authority and that was the relationship I always aspired to want to have when I was reading this, this chapter since young. And you know, people will tell me a lot of great stories of the signs and wonders and the power of the Holy Spirit. I hear all the great, amazing stories of how our church was built on the movement of the Holy Spirit. My dad used to tell me a story. He says there was one time, he was 14 years old. He, my dad was only 14 and he preached a sermon under a tree in Sento or... And the sky was going to start to rain and, and, in, in, and people were all just in the garden, in the park, right, under the tree. And he just said, he prayed, he told me he prayed and he rebuked the rain and it didn't, it didn't rain that day and it turned to sunshine. And he said, he said he, he'll tell me the story, he said, I don't know what happened but I prayed and it happened. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. And I thought, if my dad could do it, the Holy Spirit is going to be real for me as well. So there was one time when I was walking back. Uh, this is in high school. I was walking to tuition. You know, we go to tuition. And we were walking back from a restaurant where we were having our lunch or, or dinner. And we were walking back to the center. It was like a whole day seminar thing, right? Um, and, the, and the sky started to turn really dark. and really threatened to rain. And there was thunder and every, lightning and all that. And, and my friends and I, we're thinking, maybe we need to make a, a run to the tuition center. 
it's nearer for me to go home from the restaurant than for me to go to the tuition centre. That's the, that's the case in point. I was contemplating in my mind. But for whatever reason, suddenly I just decided this was a great opportunity to say my God is a great, great God. And I say, you know what? We're not going to run today. I'm going to walk. We're going to walk together. We're going to take a nice, slow walk. We're not even going to do a fast walk. And my God is real. I'm going to pray right now. And it's not going to rain until we reach the centre. And of course, all my friends laughed at me and said I was crazy. They started running, some of them. Some of them started to brisk walk and some of them walked with me. And the funny and amazing thing is the moment we... I was the last person and the moment I stepped into the centre, it poured. It didn't drizzle, it poured. And all my friends looked around and they, they just laughed because they couldn't believe what had happened. Until today, some of them still say it was just by chance, but two or three of them actually said, that's just way too much of a coincidence. What did you pray? <laughs> what did you do? Did you do a rain dance or an anti-rain dance? But there was an opportunity to demonstrate the power of the Holy Spirit, the power of God, just amongst friends. Not intentional, but <laughs> it was that way. There was another time when growing up, I, I had developed asthmatic symptoms. So I, have, I had asthma. Don't have it anymore. Amen. Um, but I, I, have, I had to be rushed to clinics. And it, I think two times I almost, two times I was knocking at the brinks of the end of my life, right? So two times I struggled to breathe and, and two times I had to be saved with whatever that machine is and I thought I can't be living a life like this right where I don't even know when I'm going to die random night is going to come I'm going to be wheezing in my bed and suddenly I can't breathe and if no one is going to bring me to the clinic there's no way I'm going to drive right while I'm struggling to breathe so I had to go for my checkups and one of I think during the second checkup I that morning before going to the clinic, I prayed a very simple prayer. I said, Lord, I don't want to live like this. And I remember the passage that day was Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead. And I said, Lord, if you can raise Lazarus from the dead back to life, you can restore my lungs 100%. And when I went to the clinic and did my checkup, the doctor said, he said, wow, you don't have asthma. Your lungs look brand new. It's like baby's lungs. It's like no smoke has ever entered it. I want to tell another story for some of us studying. I know studying is, is tough. <laughs> but there was a time when in university, I, I went to university and I said, I studied and I, I struggled to get by and, and I, this was my first year, had to be my second or third semester and I went in there confident that I was going to do well but I got an RA grade. Those of you in Help University, you know what this means and it's a, you fail but you still have one more chance not to fail grade and I got an RA grade and I cried. I remember I cried because I felt like an absolute failure to my family. I was never really good in it, but I always tried. I always studied my very, very best. I, worked, I studied many hours, 
but I always couldn't do it and I really cried. I remember going home, I, I told my dad, I broke down in front of my dad and I said, I'm so sorry. And that day, my, 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 my dad had to hug me and say that he's very proud of me and that I'm not a failure, right? And we prayed and, and I went back to my room and I, I said, Lord, I, I don't want to go through life struggling and striving and just not being able to see your goodness in my life. But I want to see something change. I say, I can't be going and telling all my friends that God is good and God is real in my life and God is amazing, God is transforming my life, but I can't even study well. And all my friends who are not non-Christians, you know, they are doing everything else and they are getting the A's and the, the HD1s and the HD2s, right? HD is high, de- uh, high distinction. I almost said high definition. High distinction. And so I, out of that fear and that struggle and that anxiety that everyone was going to look down at me, I was going to delay one semester, my friends would laugh at me or think differently about me. All those fears were real. I said, Lord, I went to God and I said, Lord, if there's anyone that can change my study life, it has to be you. I did all the practical things I could do. I figured out all the learning styles I could do. But it was the Holy Spirit because the following semester, I took my normal subjects and this, this retake. And from an RA grade, from a fail, I got a HD1. That's the highest grade you can get for that subject. You want to do well in your education? <laughs> Commit it to the Holy Spirit. See, I didn't go looking to demonstrate these things, these signs and wonders or whatever these prayers were. But it was because every day there was this time spent with God. There was this opportunity that arose with my friends and the rain. There was a time where I struggled with you know, my identity and my education and God came through. And I remember I shared this on our ymfgklstories.com slash stories. It's still there. I checked it last night. There are 12 amazing stories that you should still read. And it was that relationship with God, it was that obedience whenever the opportunity arose that we moved together with the Holy Spirit. Jajan said something really amazing during offering sharing. God is always looking to partner with someone. I think we all know this, but I want to emphasize this. God is always looking to partner with you. With you. No one else. He's not going to sideline you. God is always looking to partner with you. But you see, to have authority, we first need to know who we are and who we represent. And that brings me to my next point, which is moving with identity in the Holy Spirit. And I want to read from Acts chapter 1, verse 23 to 26. So they, the disciples, nominated two men, Joseph called Barsabas, also known as Justice, and Matthias. Where's Matthias? Then they prayed, Lord, you know everyone's heart. Show us which of these two you have chosen to take over this apostolic ministry which Judas left to go where he belongs. Then they cast lots, and the lot fell to Matthias, so he was added to the eleven apostles. 
My point is this, Matthias was chosen to be part of the 12. God chose. And when he was chosen to be part of the 12, he was no longer just Matthias, he was Matthias, one of the 12. My friends, when we are clear of identity, our identity in the Holy Spirit, we become something more than just ourselves. I no longer just become Japheth. I am Japheth, I almost say Jason. Japheth, a representative of Christ. Yuki doesn't, it's no longer just Yuki, but Yuki is a representative of Christ. Ben is no longer just Ben, but Ben is a representative of Christ. Matthias is no longer just Matthias, Matthias is a representative of Christ. You see, we all represent something. All of us here, whether we like it or not, we represent either a family, we either represent a a, a ministry, a workplace, a school. Right? Andrea, go quenching. We all represent something whether we like it or not. And it's important to remember that to represent something is a very, very heavy responsibility. Because people will think immediately, the moment I think of Andrea, I'm going to think of Guan Ching. The moment I think of, you know, Janisha, I'm going to think of her workplace. The moment I think of, you know, Yeba, I'm going to think of the family she represents. But we need to anchor ourselves in Christ so that no one can shake that identity that we are called to be representatives and ambassadors in Christ. And the way we anchor ourselves is this, is by always going to the Father no matter what. You got a bad day, you go to the Father. You have a great day, great, go to the Father. You didn't get the job promotion you you wanted, go to the Father. You got your heart broken, go to the Father. No matter what happens, we go to the Father. We spend time with the Father. And most importantly, we praise Him regardless of the situations that we are in. Because He is the good, good Father and He is worth it. He is worth it to be praised, worthy to be praised. And you know why praise is so important? Praise reminds us of our identity. Praise reminds us that no matter how crazy situations can, we can be in, how tiring certain times can be in, I, I want to say it's, it's real, right? The struggles are real. I had, a, I had a surprisingly tiring week. I had to take the day off yesterday because I was so tired. And I just remember Pastor Anand's message last week, tired, 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 and I hear I am tired again. Not even six days, I'm already tired. But it's a real thing. But I didn't, the thing that I didn't forget was, it's okay to be tired. I can run to the Father. I can tell God I'm tired. And He will give me that rest that only the Holy Spirit can give. My friends, 
we are sons and daughters of the Most High, of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. That gives you a tremendous amount of authority and identity. Wherever you go, you represent God. When we actively run to the Father, when we actively spend time with the Father, just like the disciples did, they were always with Jesus, right? Jesus was always with them. When we actively spend that time running to the Father, when we actively praise Him despite the situation, then that identity forms and it gets stronger and it's stronger and we become more sensitive to the prompting of the Holy Spirit. How many of you have, uh, are so close to some friends, you don't even need to talk to each other. You just need to look at them and they know what you're talking about. Yeah? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. The closeness of it, that time spent, makes us more sensitive. The more we spend with, the more time we spend with God, the more time we spend with the Holy Spirit, the more we become sensitive to what He is calling us to do. When I was 17 years old, I think, high school as well, I had this prompting that I was going to be restored with my family. And the context is this, I, I had not seen my older two siblings for five, six, seven, I don't know, five, six years maybe. Last time I saw them, no, probably even more, uh, even more than that, six, seven, eight years. And it's been a long time. And it's not like we had bad blood or anything, they just migrated and there were different circumstances that didn't enable us to meet one another. But for some reason, I always wanted to go and see them. But I was a 17-year-old boy with no money, no job, no way to travel. <laughs> but the Lord had given me this promise and said, when you go, and it's not even an if, it says when you go, you go in my name to pray for them, to pray for your family, to bless them, to remind them that I am with them. It was real. I remember telling this to my sister, at an Old Town White Coffee at Chiras Leisure Mall. I don't even know if that Old Town White Coffee is there, but we used to do our CGs there for our Chiras CG. I remember sharing this with my sister. And that promise only came to pass in 2017, about four years later. But I remembered, I remembered the Holy Spirit speaking and I remembered that I had to go there. I was on a mission. I wasn't just going to go there to, for the nice holiday. By the way, I went during summer the first time not a very good idea. <laughs> Hot, third than Malaysia. But I went there and the promise that God had given, that God had spoken, came to pass. I didn't even spend a cent for that, for that trip. That's because I didn't have a cent to spend, but I still went. <laughs> God will provide, amen? <laughs> And as I went, I even met my, my aunt and my uncle and I remember walking into the house and, and the, the first thing I, I hear is the Holy Spirit say, before you leave this place, bless them and pray for them. I don't think they need blessing, they're very blessed, but the Lord said, bless them and pray for them and I, said, I was like, okay. 
And you know how in an Asian Chinese family, you know, my aunt is, is the second oldest sibling after my mom and she looks uncannily similar to my mom. My mom looks scary. My aunt looks scary. It strikes fear in my heart. I'm jobless. I'm not a working adult. I don't have any say in family matters. But here I am, this tiny little skinny Indian boy going to, all the way to Melbourne, Australia to a house of my aunt who is a very well-established lady, very well-respected. And I said, the Lord spoke to me and the Lord said He wants to bless you and He wants, to, he wants me to pray for you and can I pray for you? So I prayed for my uncle and my auntie. And that was that. The Holy Spirit had been... I know the Holy Spirit has been moving something in their lives. Certain seeds were planted that night that had to be planted. They have prayed their prayers. Um, but I want to see more happen in their lives. <laughs> but amazing things have been happening. You know, when I was preparing for this sermon, I was really filled with a ton of other things. I barely had time for anything. And I was very worried because I didn't know whether I was going to come prepared. I didn't know whether I was going to have the right thing to share, but I, I prayed. And I remember on, I was praying, praying, praying on Thursday and then I, we went for Thursday prayer meeting and then the Lord reminded, the Holy Spirit just reminded, says, Japheth, this is not your ministry. This is not just your ministry. It's not just our ministry. He says, this is my ministry. I will see. The Holy Spirit had to remind me that I will see to it that the things are being done in my ministry. I will see to it. You be a good steward and you do your part and I will do, I will do the rest. It's a struggle, my friends. It was a real struggle. I admit, it wasn't easy. But God came through and God reminded me of the authority that we have in Him, of the authority that I have in Him. Not by my own strength, not by my own power. He reminded me, you are my son. I will make sure, I will make sure that you, the sermon prep goes well. I will make sure you have time to do your work. I will make sure you have time to do your assignments. I will make sure you have time to rest. You will have time to eat. You have time to spend with your family. And he did come true. That was how this sermon was prepared this week. But now that once we are clear of our identity in the Holy Spirit, when we are clear of the authority that we have in God, then the question is what's next, right? But that's my third point today. It's the mission. It's moving to fulfill the mission with the Holy Spirit. You see, the disciples knew their mission to proclaim the gospel. Acts chapter 1, verse 2 to 3. Until the day he was taken up to heaven after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen, after his suffering, he presented himself to them and gave them many convincing proofs that he was alive. And he appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. The disciples knew what their mission was. Jesus spent 40 days talking about the kingdom of God to them. And when we know our purpose in life, that gives us a razor-sharp focus to do what we are supposed to do. See, the disciples knew they had to proclaim the gospel. So what they did, they proclaimed the gospel. They started going to the different places. 
preaching the gospel. And it's the same for us. Knowing our purpose means that we can start taking action, taking the right action. You know, if you're a student, you're not going to study your science subject for your maths exam. Nor are you going to study your English, paper, your English subjects for your history exam, right? You're going to do the right preparations. You're going to do the right actions. If you're trying to get healthy, you're not going to be eating junk food. You're going to have purpose and a goal. And when you have purpose and a goal, you have an action plan. See, the action plan is very simple. Keep talking about the kingdom of God. We are called to be the salt and light of this world in wherever it is that we are placed. And the mission is the same. The same mission that Jesus gave the disciples is the same mission we have. We might have different ways of understanding it, right? We might call it different names. We might call it um, the Antioch Church vision. We might call it the M100. We might call it YM1000. So some of us, the mission is to see L5 filled. I know that is something that's in my heart still. And you can be witnesses to that. There's something that I want to see this place filled. Not because I want to see this place packed or hyped or anything, but because there are so many people that I know who have lost hope, who have lost purpose, and I know if they just would give Jesus a chance in their lives, something would change. In one of our, in my workplace, we have a, a little group where we used where we would share about how God is moving in our lives in work. The place I work in is a highly stressful place. It's sometimes high work. Work all the time. Anyone who works there would know. Um, so I shared one time about hope. And I said, you know, doing work as it is, as we are, tired day in, day out, the work that we do is a fruitful work in honour to God and that gives me hope to come in every day even if I might not necessarily want to. Simple message, I didn't know what it was supposed to do but one of my colleagues heard that and she broke down and she cried and she said, you know what? No one has ever told me that there was hope. My friends, we are called to be the salt and light in this world. I remember our CG event uh, when we did a Christmas event, High School A and B. And we committed that whole time into the Lord. I remember, I still have the, the pictures and the videos in my phone when we done the setup and everything. And we are so good at events, but for whatever reason, we decided that day to pray. And I think 15, 30 minutes short prayer. But everyone was on their knees. And that day, two people accepted Christ into their lives. And that's a very powerful testimony, I think, of how even in any little act that we do, God is going to move very powerfully in the Holy Spirit. I also shared and prayed for my good friends in high school for across five, six years. 
and they never accepted Christ until they went abroad to study and they came back and they told me, J5, I've accepted Christ in my life. They had to fly 10,000 miles into some other country to figure out that Jesus is their Lord and Savior. But so be it, the Lord answered my prayer. That was the mission that I wanted to see come to pass and God answered that prayer. I remember in university, when we used to meet up for lunches, I had a friend, not even a friend at that time, just someone who knew me and he just said, he just came up to me out of nowhere. He's an atheist, very smart person who asked a lot of questions and he says, I don't understand, why is it that you guys, are you guys from church or something? Every Friday you guys meet up for, for a meal and you seem so happy to be in uni. Something's different with your group. So I said, you know what? There's a survival camp. There was a survival camp. I said, there's a camp. Why don't you come with me and I'll go with you. And of course, I'll share with you along the way. But would you just come with me? And I'm still, that is still a work in progress that I'm still praying for him. But after that camp, he told me, he says, Jephoth, I've never seen so much joy in a group of people. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start reading my Bible. He reads his Bible. He might not have accepted Christ yet, but he started reading his Bible. He said, because it doesn't make sense. I, he's, to me, he's seen, he, he said to him, he's seen all the most successful people, a lot of successful people. He's, a very smart, he's in a very smart group of people who works. And he says they don't even have this kind of joy. Don't give up on the dreams and missions God has put in us. That's what I can just remind us to do. Keep talking about it. 40 days, Jesus told the disciples about the kingdom of God. Keep talking about the dreams. All of us have a dream. All of us have a mission that God has already placed in our hearts. All of us already have a burden that God has given. A conviction that I know you know is there. Don't forget it. Keep talking about it. Keep sharing it. And keep believing that it's going in faith that the breakthrough is going to come. And no matter what the versions of it, the same thing remains. The mission remains the same. Proclaim the gospel wherever you are. My friends, we need the Holy Spirit. More than we can imagine, we need the Holy Spirit. And I, it's, to be as real with you as possible, there are going to be times that you will struggle. That's, that's normal. But when we partner with the Holy Spirit, we gain that authority that only He can give. And the authority is to be sent. We are sent. And to have identity, we are chosen, His chosen people, to have purpose, we have a mission. I've put it the last closing words here. Maybe I can get the worship team to come out as I close. Having the authority and identity in the Holy Spirit gives us faith to fulfill our mission to proclaim the gospel. This is not a new message. We've heard this. But I hope with just some of the, the examples and the, and the stories and the, that God has not moved in my life and the, 
the lives of people that I know, that I pray that God convicts our hearts today. We are sons and daughters of the Most High, given the authority to move in the power of the Holy Spirit for one, and, for one purpose and one mission only, to proclaim the gospel message wherever we are. Can we stand? We want to take some time to just worship because that is the approach. We praise God no matter what. I don't know how you're feeling today, but I know what you can do is you can praise God and say He is a good, good God. I know, I don't know how you might be feeling about identity if you're still figuring out stuff in life, but I know that if God can change a little boy, a little timid, crybaby, clumsy, had no purpose in life, boy, God can change and turn something in you as well. If God can use that boy, that little crybaby boy who knocks over everything, who was angry at everything, didn't understand anything, I know the Holy Spirit can use and partner with us powerfully. But we need the Holy Spirit. As we sing this song, I want every eyes closed and every hands raised and to just worship. To worship and just in your own way, you tell the Lord, you tell the Lord, I want more of you. I want more of the Holy Spirit in my life. I want to spend time with with God every day so I'm so sensitive to be able to hear and discern when the opportunity arises I can tell the, I can tell the sky to stop raining I can go all the way to another country to a place where I may not have authority but in the authority of the Holy Spirit can tell someone that you are going to be blessed in Jesus name that when we go to work we go to school you can share just about the hope in Jesus Christ and someone is going to receive that love that only the Holy Spirit can give. Someone will receive Jesus into their lives and change and be changed immediately forever. Let's sing this.